pros. Lowe's wants to help you keep working. That's why we're open for pro business hours 6 to 7 a.m. Monday through Saturday. You'll find the quantities you expect with dedicated pro associates and loaders to help you get what you need fast and load you up curbside. Now, more than ever, we know you need to win every single bid. You can count on Lowe's for special values on pro-trusted brands and savings when you buy in bulk. Save yourself a trip by shopping Lowe'sforpros.com, where we can ship thousands of items to your doorstep or to the job site. Lowe's is open and pro-ready. Uh, hi, everybody. It's Erin McGathy, host of This Feels Terrible, the podcast, the podcast that you are listening to. Happy Thanksgiving, if you're listening to this on Thanksgiving. Um, what are you thankful for? I am thankful for my friends, uh, for my boyfriend, for my family. I'm thankful for my health. I don't know. This isn't ended a joke. It's just, uh, it's just, uh, just a little, just a little thanks. Um, I love Thanksgiving. I feel like it's, it's a lower pressure Christmas. So enjoy it. And thank you for listening. Uh, this week on the podcast, I have my dear friend, uh, Mr. Derek Miller. Um, I know Derek through performing in Los Angeles at a theater called the IO West, which is an improv and comedy theater. He was one of the first people that I met out here. He's extremely funny and talented. He's on a show, on a television show. He's on a a brand new show called uh, The Wedding Band. Check it out, you guys. Um, And I, I really like this interview. We have a we have a great time. We talk about a lot of things. Dirk's also the first guest who came in with a uh, journal in hand because he's he's listened to the show before. So pretty exciting. So please be thankful for <laughs> this episode of This Feels Terrible. So you're sitting in front of me with a giant book that says record. Are we going? Yeah. Oh, great. Yeah, yeah. So, um, all right. So like the, kind of the, the most epic in terms just of length, like relationship that I had that kind of went mm-hmm. off the rails was this girl I had dated in, in college and we never like ended anything. We just kind of like went our own separate ways. So then we kind of kept in touch through the years and she would keep coming to LA to visit. She lived in New York. We were you know, by coastal. Right. And so we, she'd come and we'd have this fantastic time together because we knew each other really well. We were yeah. you know, college buddies. And she, actually she was the start of like me first, my first like foray into being brazen with girls. Like the, the class list had gone around the class we were in together and her phone number was on it. And I wrote it down off of the class list that was going nice. around. Like, yeah. And it turns out that she had like seen me for years too. It's like the cute boy. So it kind of all worked out really nicely that way. Huh. So, so we dated after college. And then every time she came to LA, I would break up with whoever I was dating. Mm. To be with her, because and you guys weren't you weren't long distance dating. No, you were no, just it wasn't like, like who, uh, f- yeah, fair weather. 
Fair weather. Fair weather. It was absolutely fair weather. Yeah. So So you break up with. We break up. We get back together. And then, like, I didn't do so. When I first moved to LA, I was completely daunted by the whole scene. Because, like, back then, this is, you know, 97, 98. Like, the only place Mm -hmm. to go out then was the Sunset Strip. There was nothing else. (laughs) You know, you could, like, go to the smog cutter or, like, you know, do the the swing dancey kind of stuff, like the Dresden and all that stuff. Right. But then the only only cool bars to go to were on the Sunset Strip. And it was terrible. It was, like, packed with people. And it was that whole, like, Studio 54 thing with people out front pointing, like, all right, you. Okay, you and like I was oh, never man. the guy who got pointed at. It was it was, this, was it still like a like right now when I think of the Sunset Strip, I think of like Motley Crue leftovers. Yeah, I mean it was, it was a bit past that. I mean, it wasn't, oh, okay. it wasn't like yeah, <laughs> it's not Rock of Ages or anything. But um, uh, yeah, so so I, I was doing terribly with girls like my first year in LA. Plus, I didn't have a car. Like I was just you know broke, and it was just nothing mm-hmm. attractive about who I was as a person. So here's this girl coming back who like gets me, and we have fun together. So right. kind of prolonged this like much longer than it should have gone. Like I think just in terms of this happening. So sure. it got to the point where like I I think I probably fan like you know fantasized about her more than she really meant to my life you know like i just kind of mm-hmm. put her up on a pedestal like oh she's the best and sure and so, you're only seeing her for a few days at a time yeah so yeah perfect but also i wanted to be the good buddy and she was having the time of her life in new york like her everything was taking off for her career everything mm-hmm. she was out partying and she was like you know she'd bait me all the time with oh i was so bad last night so I'm like, well, what did you do? And then she'd tell me. She'd tell me about right. the guys she was with, all the drugs she was doing, like mm-hmm. everything else. And it would just, I'd get so mad. But at the same time, like I wanted to be a good buddy to her. So just had to like kind of endure all that. Right. So which kind of led to like, you know, these fiery little breakups. But anyway, she kept coming back into town. And then the very last time that she came in, um, we were out on the Sunset Strip, oddly enough, out having drinks, having the like, time of our life. And we're back sitting on some couch in a lounge and like, you want to come back to my hotel room? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, let's let's do this, you know, as per usual. And mm-hmm. I looked down to see she had an engagement ring on. Oh, no. Yeah. And I was like, whoa, where, how, you know, I knew you were dating, but I didn't. She's like, yeah, it happened. But I wanted to tell you in person. And... <laughs> I'm like, I wanted to wow. tell you after we slept yeah, yeah. together. She goes, goes, and I needed, I just needed to be with you one more time before I got married. Whoa. I'm like, oh my god, I'm your bachelorette party. <laughs> <laughs> so you came out here for for your one last big crazy night. And did uh, you do it? No, will and wow. fortitude. I I turned her down. We went back to the hotel room. You know, started kissing. I'm like, nope, this is wrong. I feel terrible for the guy, whoever he is. <laughs> you you know? did go back to the hotel room though. You're like, well, we'll yeah, because I, I had made her a mix CD, so I had to get get it out of my car. No. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no. So that, that was that, that was uh, that was the end of that. I was just kind of crushed after that. It was pretty devastating. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. And then and then and then like another time after she was married, she came back into town and was like, "Hey, let's hook up now." Nope. Now is not the time either. Oy, oy. Yeah. She's still married. Is she writing any books on marriage that I can buy? <laughs> yeah. She's got it all figured out now. She's got a kid. It all it all worked out well for her. Ah, but, but she's going to uh, parks and she's taking other kids home and they're like, don't you have uh, yeah, a kid? She's I like, just, let me make you a sandwich. So, so something fun on the side. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so I, you know, you, you develop kind of a weird mistrust. At least I did from that, uh, yeah. for lady friends, but it all worked out fine. I'm married now. Things turned a corner. All right. Well, thanks yeah. for being on the podcast. Yeah, great. No, but, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, like, so after that, like, I think my confidence, like I kind of got my confidence back after a while. And then I started to date older women, like, cause I like, how much older? 
like five to seven years older. But at, but when you're 22, that's a huge difference. Yeah. Yeah, especially like, you know, when I was 25, I was dating a girl who was 30 and like who was established and was doing stuff and I was doing nothing. And if that's a real quick confidence breaker too to be around somebody who's right. doing really well and then let, let you go. Um, hmm. the, the, those women would break up with you? Yeah, I mean... Yeah, I broke up with one. The other one broke up with me. It was kind of a long-term thing, the the, the one I broke up with. But, um, yeah, I think, you know, like everybody keeps talking about how hard it is to date in L.A. It's because, you know, mm-hmm. the, you know it's bigger, better, rounding up, all that fun stuff. Right. But, yeah, yeah. so I went through two relationships with girls who were semi-successful. One was, like, you know, making millions on pilot deals back when such things happened. And then here mm-hmm. it was me making maybe $500 a week, not being able to, like, wine and dine or do any of those things that boyfriends do. Yeah. Um, so that getting dumped and being told in not so many words that like, well, well actually be told in the exact words, like your career wasn't moving fast enough for mm. where our relationship should be, which is kind of soul crushing. Do you playing, playing devil's advocate? Did you, did you ever take that out on them? Like you feeling insecure Oh, I absolutely about? did. I'm for sure I did. Yeah. Right. Like, well, you could help me out more or whatever else, you know? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't in the right place. I don't think you have to have, you have to be super confident to be in a relationship. I mean, you have to have yourself kind of figured out if you're at all kind of mm-hmm. tentative or nervous about who you are, it's not going to work really. You know, like right. you might find somebody who's super sweet and they'll see through or that. Or find someone who's also codependent. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so then I, I dated another actress who I lived together. I, my, these are the two big two girls I dated with who was an actress. Mm-hmm. And like, when I met like you know I'd been through a bunch of relationships at that point where I was like well hey here full disclosure here's everything that's wrong with me right you know right up at the top like this is where I am here's how much money I make here's my bank statement like this is what you have to expect from me and like I don't care if you keep you know I was a nanny at the time I don't care Mm -hmm. if you keep nannying you know you can keep doing all that stuff I just you're the best I just want to be with you and I love you for who you are great cut to getting cast on a show goodbye like a week later literally it's like the week before uh, the show, her show aired. Was, oh no! Yeah, and it's like I had a, I had an inkling like something was happening, but that that was kind of brutal. Like, cause you know how small this world is, you know for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, she started dating a guy who was like my idol growing up in Chicago through the comedy yeah. scene. Yeah, and then here here I have to see them out together and all this stuff and like they had dated before we dated so it was kind of like I knew that they had had something before right but he and he had this weird call where he called me be like hey man can we be cool I'm like yeah why are you calling oh, he, me he, it's so yeah nice. like I still want to be friends with her well, and well, were you, cool with you oh while you were dating yeah her? yeah yeah oh, okay yeah, not, not later not oh. after he started dating her again never heard from him again well and that negates that call yeah hey yeah, man yeah. can we be cool like a, don't worry don't, yeah yeah I'll still be making a play for her <laughs> yeah well you won you Congrats. take her for a spin uh, try not to get any scratches on her yeah bring her back into the into the lot uh, what is that so, so I he, think he did say like take care of her she's a real special girl it was like super creepy oh. like everything about that phone call was awful and it was while I was nannying too like I had to go in the other room and the boys were in the other room so it was like so awkward I'm like oh, can I hang up on this guy like how, yeah. how do I deal with this had so, she broken up with him or the other way around um, I think he broke up with her because he had had a long term relationship too right but uh, oh man that would make me so mad yeah if someone had broken up with me and then called my new boyfriend and and told them (laughs) to take care of me well yeah he would like also like pull her aside at at um you know when we were out like if she ran into her at the improv theater or whatever she's like taking her to the side to whisper in her ear i'm like what was that about why why does that keep happening stop that oh yeah creep 
Yeah. Be weird. That's so, awful. But yeah, but, but, but because of all that, and like, and that's the reason why I left LA, you know, as you know, mm-hmm. I packed up everything and I, I was going to leave LA permanently. I sold my car, put everything into a duffel bag and I left town to go on the second city cruise, Right. which is like, yeah, I'll go save up some money and start life over again back in Chicago. Like I'll be a teacher or mm-hmm. whatever I was going to be. And, and then a beautiful British dancer and then, yeah, walked into the room. First week. Yeah. I mean, my whole goal was like, well, I'm going to go fuck the Caribbean and have a really <laughs> good time. Like I've been ruined by LA, chewed up, spit out after over a decade of time. Mm-hmm. And then I meet my wife day three. And that was it. Deal sealed. And then we did two cruises together. And she's the one who convinced me to come back to L.A. Mm -hmm. And then within two months of coming back, I booked two series back to back. So it's just like, she's my muse. Fixed it. There you go. Lovely. Um, You you guys met and then got engaged very quickly, right? Yeah, it was like a year. Yeah. Oh, it was a year? It was a year. Oh, okay. Because I was gone. Like everyone, I don't think, realized what was kind of happening when I was a C- but right. uh, yeah, she came back. Well, she was in LA for three months before we got engaged, so mm-hmm. that, that might why it seemed quick. Right. Okay. But yeah, then with then then we're married the next year, and that was it. Wow. But yeah, you know, I, I listen to the show, and you find like what, all this stuff, like trying to find some rhyme or reason to it. Like same thing when when I met Deb, my wife. Like mm-hmm. I was full disclosure at the top. I'm like, all right, here's my past. Here's everything about me. Like again, here's a bank statement. <laughs> you know, here's all these terrible stuff. This is now becoming a line, yeah, and not yeah. you being honest. <laughs> <laughs> the old bank statement. Well, it didn't Come work on. the first time, but you know, it's just right. like you know, here, there would be no surprises later on. Um, <laughs> but she was fine. She's like, hey, I like you, warts and all, and like that was the kind of coolest thing that I, I knew that. Yeah. Like, I'm like, wow, you're willing to stick around through all that. And she's willing to move to another country. And mm-hmm. so then I know that I got somebody. Because you stop looking for person, people who, a lot of times you're looking for the attractive choice. You know, like what's the thing on paper, especially in LA. It's like, you know, th- this whole thing about, oh, you guys are such a, a, a great comedy power couple. And like, that's such <laughs> a cool, like, this is great. Yeah, we're going to be the, that couple who does that. But it turns out you guys are so alike. You end up like crushing right. each other with you know being funny all the time or, Oh no! Who has the cooler music to put on right now? It's like great. What I love about Deb is she could care less she, about music, so I get to be <laughs> DJ all the time. So it's fantastic. I get to be the DJ. Right. Yeah. So I think you know you, you kind of find fall into the, those things fall into place. Sure. Well, you, you're you're fascinating to me as a character because you, like you said, like you dated these these powerhouse women who. Um, <laughs> Are super talented and really funny and, and really respected and, and and very much like peers. And then you, but you ended up marrying like this very beautiful, kind, not at all, and like very talented and also a creative. She's a dancer, yeah, and like a very talented dancer, mm-hmm. um, but not. She's she's like totally separate from that whole. Yeah, it's really world. nice. <laughs> it, it, it was really refreshing because she gave me some nice perspective on it all too. I think like after, mm-hmm. you know, after spending fifteen years doing this, like it's your whole world, and you don't really have that outside look, and you kind of lose what's important. I mean, one of the neat things about being a nanny was to me. I don't know if this is the same for you. Like my first three years in LA, I don't think I saw a child, you know, ever because none of my friends had kids. Right. There's no cause to be around them. You know, yeah. I, I live near a school, but I don't talk to kids. But then sure. when I became a nanny, here I'm with the three year old and a six year old and it's like oh right there's this whole other thing yeah, happening there's and life happening yeah yeah and yeah so I think that she was kind of a nice breath of fresh air in terms of that too like oh here's a whole other way to see everything and when she came out here too like we were, we were talking about this last night how 
she was very like judgmental of everybody. Like, well, mm. why aren't they doing this? Why aren't they doing that? Not understanding like what people sacrifice to live their dreams. I mean, she she right. knew somewhat as, as wait. A what dancer. do you mean? Like, why are people doing what? Like, I'm like you know, my buddy shows up with like a rope as a belt, and she's like, well, why doesn't he buy a belt? I'm like, well, he can't because he doesn't have money to buy a belt. And she's well, like, well, you also are friends with a ton of hobos and like train jumpers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah. So. <laughs> why is he eating out of a tin of beans? <laughs> why are we at the stockyard? Yeah. <laughs> Take me on a real date. How do you? This people is not do a band. It's a guy here. with the harmonica. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, but you know, and then she right. starts to realize that the, you know that the, they're sacri- you know suffering for their art or whatever. And, and uh, right. but yeah, but you get that perspective, and it's nice. And she is kind and lovely, and it's great. And mm-hmm. yeah, so but she's got that accent, and she has that accent. The other thing is too, like I think career-wise, it was really nice because you, you get so immersed in, the, in coming up through the improv world, where you know it's all for mm-hmm. one, one for all. You know, let's do this as a group together. But you quickly realize you can't do this as a group. You can't all be cast on a show together you can't you and your best friend aren't gonna make yeah. that happen I mean it's, it happens but very rarely it's like our whole improv troupe's gonna sell a TV show nah probably not right you know it is such a weird science the the friendship and love equation with success and and yeah yeah, well, it's I think awful. the other thing is, too, I was talking, yeah, you know, you know my, my writing partner, and uh, he's done really well recently. And so he was at, the, but he, also he has a long-distance girlfriend. Right. Wait, so, who's your writing partner? Stinson. Oh, Stinson. I know. Oh, okay. I didn't know yeah. you guys are. So he's a journalist, and he sold a book last year that went on top of Amazon, and he's since sold it as a movie, and he's got another screenplay in development. So he's kind of kicking ass right now. But this all happened when he met his girlfriend. Mm. He, he was on with his family down in Key West and his dad's gay and he's got these two dads so they go out and have these fabulous vacations and Stinson goes and enjoys them so right. he's down there and it happened to be spring break and he meets this girl who's on spring break senior year of college he ends up renting a car drives her from Florida back to college because he's so smitten with her mm-hmm. and they end up dating so they've been doing long distance dating so all this happened like huge life change for him he and I keep comparing it because right. everything big happened for me once I had Deb, and then same thing for Stinson. So he was at this party the, the other night, uh, a, you know, millionaire, billionaire's house, guys who were investing in the movie, and he's talking about how the... Was it a millionaire or a billionaire? I'm pretty sure it was a billionaire. Okay. Yeah, from, from, from what he told me of the crudité table. It was billionaire treats. Um, billionaire treats. Yeah. And it was all Bentleys and stuff in the thing, Have and Warren Beatty's there. Yeah. Warren Beatty was there. Yeah, yeah. So it was probably billionaire party. There's a certain amount of money, Warren Beatty just appears. Yeah. <laughs> goes. Uh, okay, so he's... You know, it was like full of models and all the stuff and girls. <laughs> I guess I'll jump in the pool in my underwear and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, I go, how about that, though? Because back in the day, had that happened to you, you know, without a girlfriend, you know, the whole night he was there talking to these investors and the directors. Like, he couldn't care less about yeah. the, the giggliness. Yeah. So I'm like, but dude, imagine back in the day how that happened to you. You would not have talked to the investors at all all night. You would have like shook hands and then you would have been out on the diving board right. like yeah. telling the girl how to do a swan dive. So, it's interesting like viewing your 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 his girlfriend and your wife as like muses, but really just distractions from your distractions. No, they're beautiful muses. <laughs> but there's that level. I mean, you know, you can't you can't divide the thing that you know of. of your personal life and career. Everyone's like, well, you, your your relationship shouldn't affect your acting career or all that stuff. But it does, you know? Yeah, it, sure. It ruins your confidence and everything else or it makes it better and makes you happier. Mm-hmm. Um, where's I going with this? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 codependence. Codependence. 
Yeah. No, but I, I think, you know, like, it, it becomes, other things become important to you when your acting career is not working out. You have to find other ways to make yourself happy by, like, mm-hmm. drinking is the big one. You know, people right. are like, well, we'll go out and party every night because we got nothing to do tomorrow and it'll yeah. completely satiate my feelings of inadequacy. Right. You know, and then also, and then dating and like, well, this person loves me and this girl kissed me. So clearly people are enjoying me that aren't yeah. casting directors or this other stuff. So you kind of fill up your time uh, with all these diversions like you said right i think and, and distractions i um i don't i don't have an answer for this question really thinking about this um do you i mean is there a difference between like in the case of your writing partner yeah. your pal we'll call him old wp 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 um he and i'm not i mean i'm not saying anything negative about him so i don't know if we really need to edit out his name but he what he like you said at that party he's he's more interested in like his career and stuff because that because because that hole has been filled right right so is that not like speaking of codependence I've, and now i've said the word codependence a hundred times yeah, in the last yeah, yeah. Uh, 10 minutes because it's on my mind apparently clearly how about Muse Putty? Muse Putty. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, well, would you, would you have that hole filled up with, with a Muse Debbie putty. or a Rachel? Or like who, and and that, that's awful saying that uh, Debbie is some sort of like shellac for, no. or a uh, cock. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, let's not say that. <laughs> um, the, it's okay to need a girlfriend or like need a partner and maybe it's I guess I'm not asking a question at all but I I feel like it's there there are two different camps there's the like you shouldn't need anybody else and you should be okay with being by yourself and your career your career and you will only be actualized until like it won't happen until you are fine being totally by yourself and you're this this amazing uh tank of a person. Right. Or and I th- I think I feel this way because I feel like I will forever need somebody. I won't ever be able to just be like Ma Marin. Like can't, I mean you've you've known me for a few years. Like can you imagine me just being like yes, yeah, single, loving it, whatever. And then not <laughs> no, like not no. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean like when I'm he's single, out there. I'm like, yeah. That's the, he's out there, Aaron. Yeah. <laughs> when I'm single and people <laughs> ask me how I'm doing, I'm always like, uh I mean, I don't know. I went out with this guy a few yeah, weeks yeah, ago. Absolutely. Like it's just just talk about my my love life. We might have had 3,000 of those conversations. (laughs) And many were like, (laughs) I remember I uh, I ran into you at like an Urban Outfitters or something before I was about to go on (laughs) on a date with an ex-boyfriend. Oh, yeah. I remember you want all the dirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And then that went terribly. And then... uh, but it took a year to go horribly. Well, that's that's when you learn the real lessons. Had that lasted two weeks, you wouldn't have... Oh, God, I wish. Um, But yes, you're right. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I feel like I need somebody, um, and I think I also feel that way where I, well, I feel you, more, you moved around a lot as a kid yeah, and I did too. Like I went to five grade schools. So like by the time I got to the last grade school, like I told kids, I was like, I'm from another planet. It's called meat morp. And <laughs> you know, like that's what I'm doing here. So it was like, you know, right. like, it's, and then I think 
but you know, it's a human condition, right? To to seek to be part of something, to, to kind of long for that. So I think you you, you deal so long with having things inconsistent, not having real attachments to stuff that when mm-hmm. you finally do, it's like, thank God. You know, you're looking for something, an anchor, right? Yeah. Maybe? Looking I for an know. anchor and a boat and an island and uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like yeah. a, a chairs a and rock. full furniture and wall- wallpaper. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to... Yeah. Well, and maybe, maybe also like with being a Navy kid, I get so if I'm sad and and maybe also if I've been drinking, I get so worried that my partner is going to leave and then it will be like, but if you leave, then I'll just bleed to death. Right. Because it will be, it'll be <laughs> like my leg leaving. Yeah. So yeah. that's, in that way, that's not, it's not good to be um, codependent in that way. Would you bleed to death if Debbie left? I, I absolutely would. Yeah, I mean, but it's, it's this fantastic thing that happens. I was tell, talking this morning to a, a friend of mine about you know, marriage and how you get to this point where you, you don't sweat the small stuff so much. I was actually mm-hmm. my hairdresser today. I was talking to her about it. <laughs> and who gave me like the worst Jim Carrey haircut from like Dumb and Dumber. No. Um, it's really it's bad. A, it's I think very it's terrible. soft looking. <laughs> it's soft. Yeah. Yeah, she made it softer, right? It uh, looks like, like little sparrows, did it? Like, <laughs> your hair what did she use? It wasn't scissors. It was very, <laughs> very hip place. Yeah. <laughs> There's just sparrows the, in a trash bag. Num- number four sparrow. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, your hair looks looks like it looks okay Good. it does look a little weird but it yeah. must be because you just got the haircut oh man no it doesn't look bad it looks fine <laughs> i need a hat Dustin got a hat uh yeah so anyway so i was telling her today i said like there's this fa- fantastic thing that happens where like you, you don't sweat the small stuff as much or whatever and you like i don't worry about her going anywhere like mm-hmm. i don't like you lose that fear like that you have in normal relationships where you're like oh this is gonna end or this is gonna go away and right it's like no we made a promise and we're gonna do it and i'm not gonna fuck it up hopefully you know i'm gonna do yeah. everything i can to keep her around because it's awesome yeah and uh so yeah you, that that you is invaluable like just that loss of fear of being you know alone or yeah. losing what's there it's nice jesus <laughs> <laughs> no like I'm, like i sat i sat in bed last night i'm like gosh i i didn't realize how much i don't have to think about that stuff anymore and what a relief that is so mm-hmm. it's pretty cool that's really nice. Yeah. Maybe I should just trick my brain into thinking that I'm married and then I'll be less insane. Honestly, I mean, I wish I could go back retroactively and be like, just calm the F down. Like, you, there's no reason to be freaking out about what you're freaking out about. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, Dan and I got in a little argument after um, my live show on Sunday. Um, over like a, we, was it something that happened in the show? <laughs> kind of. I mean, there was a, there was a little there was a misunderstanding when we were doing like he he did the show and I misheard something he said. So I thought that he was doing a bit that was like we fight all the time, and so I was yes anding that bit. So then he thought I was initiating this bit, which was we fight all the time, and then we just got frustrated because we we're like this is not. <laughs> this is not fun. I don't want to. Why are you playing the we fight all the time? Bit? Yeah, and, and so then after the show, he was like, "Well, I guess, I guess that's that's our joke is that we fight all the time, and oh, I don't know." And, and so it it turned it, and then there were like other outside factors that who would matter which would matter to like not, nothing but like your public image as a couple like why does that even <laughs> matter it's like <laughs> well yeah I mean like it's not yeah the, the the public image thing isn't the issue it's the like he was upset that he was just literally annoyed during the span of the show oh, okay. not the entire 
show, but like I think it made well, I think it made him feel a little cheap or like made him feel a little exploited or right, something. Right, like you're subjugating the thing for the thing and Yeah, yeah, yeah. which is how I felt. Well, because well, I thought that he was doing that. Cute. I know. Um, Gift of the Magi, <laughs> yeah. much. Uh, but then we, then there was this misunderstanding under over a croissant right after the show. Wow! Look at these fun fights. <laughs> this is good stuff. The great croissant yeah. fight. Uh, we we uh, we got drinks with some people after the show, and I, I, I can't I can't stop stop. Uh, drinking sometimes when I should, so I was very drunk, and we went out to the to the valet, and I ran into the coffee shop into the bourgeois pig to grab a croissant. Uh-huh. And so I I ran in to grab a croissant. He thought I was running inside to throw up. Oh, nice! So he was waiting outside. He knows you. <laughs> and so I I ran inside to grab a croissant and then the guy behind the counter and I'm sure I was like um, I would like croissants because I remember him saying like what what do you and, and me and my head I'm like oh, dear sir I, I request a croissant yes. but I'm sure I was like French roll or something so he he like eventually understood what I said and then and then the guy the barista was like well let me go heat it up for you and I remember saying like no 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 no, please don't just put it in a bag because my boyfriend will get mad at me. <laughs> and so he, but he just ignored that. This girl came in today and her boyfriend would beat her if she had a warmed croissant. Felt terrible for her. <laughs> so the guy, the guy takes the croissant and goes into the back kitchen to like oh, warm no. it. And I'm like, no, this is awful. So Dan comes inside and he's like, what the fuck are you doing? Like I'm standing there by the counter. There's no one. I'm a croissant. <laughs> I yeah, I said I'm I'm getting a croissant. And he heard <laughs> I have to hear this song. Because <laughs> so, uh, Fast Car was playing. <laughs> Anytime you walk into a cafe. <laughs> and I had been in there for like five minutes and he's just like, What? And I think there are people nearby that heard me say, My boyfriend's gonna get mad. <laughs> so, when other people are witnessing is I'd like to get a croissant. Please don't heat it up. My boyfriend's gonna get mad at me. And then Dan walks in. Cut to Yeah. Him, him hearing. I have to hear the song, and then him saying, "What the, what the fuck? What? Uh, we gotta go. Let's go. The, the car's here." And cut, so I'm cut like, to the people blogging, like <laughs> taking photos. Harmon, Dan girlfriend Harman beater. Yeah. <laughs> he won't let his Over girlfriend croissant. eat carbs. <laughs> so he goes outside, and I'm like, "Okay." And then I start walking out, and the guy comes out, and he's like, "Oh, here's your croissant." I was like, "Okay, thanks." And I think I just handed him like a hundred dollars or something. I just grabbed a lot of money and oh wow um and, and put it on the counter which might be right at bourgeois pig so yeah 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 <laughs> expensive place guys yeah, expensive guys. place not social commentary yeah. on the <laughs> could croissants. stand to be a little more bourgeois yeah <laughs> um so so yeah so i got i got in dan's car and he was mad at me but didn't want to get in a fight with me because uh i'm not uh, very fun to fight with when I'm drunk. Oh yeah, I have a yeah. lot of really strong ideas and opinions. I dated a girl once who was like borderline 
you know, Elke probably just like gnarly ass and, you know, drank loads, like Mm -hmm. both of us together. And then it was just, the fighting was just insane. It was crazy. It's like terrible schooling. Like I was like 22, 23 at the time. Like just a silly way to learn how to go through relationships just all constantly. And then like, there's a lot of too, like getting other people involved. Like, did you hear what I said? Isn't he wrong? Like that kind of stuff, like just terrible. And then, so then I got to a point where I just stopped drinking to see Mm -hmm. if the fighting would stop. I'm like, nope, still happening. I'm like, I stayed sober just to show you how terrible you are. Like this is one of those kinds of things. It's just awful. And like one of the things where I, like now, like when I, I always want to stay up later than Deb, like she always gets mad when I stay up late. And I told like, I guess it's total karma because when I was dating that girl, like I'd go to bed and she'd stay up and have like another bottle of wine or two. And like right. while I go to bed and I come down in the morning, I'm like, really? I'll, okay, great. Like, wow. Yeah. You're really going for it. Yeah. So I guess yeah. that's, that's the karma now of like, Deb will not let me stay up past her. I have to be in bed with her when she goes to sleep. And she has a nine to five job, which I don't. So right. I don't see the need to go to bed at a reasonable hour ever. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of frustrating. <laughs> but, sure. But yeah, it's nice to like that she's sweet about it that way. And like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have to be up with her in the morning too because she hates going to work. So I have to be there when we have coffee and like be up <laughs> together. If I sleep in while she's having coffee, she like slam the door when she leaves and stuff. It's really funny. That is funny. Yeah. That's nice. So are you d- d- taking, taking time together. That's yeah. Nice. yeah. Yeah. Dan and I don't like the, f- the drinking and the fighting. It's not like, I don't think that it's, what, what it is is that we are the same and that like we are so worried that the other person's going to try to condition us or change us oh yeah yeah. and so when you're when we're drunk it's just it's extreme like it's it's we are both very opinionated and like it's not like because i'm not a mean drunk no ever but you you just want to be heard (laughs) <laughs> and understood. That's what it is, really. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Like, you better understand where I'm coming from, or you better be understanding that I'm a good person and what I wasn't doing is really mean and malicious. Right. So yeah. I'm going to get really loud and angry until you realize that my actions were not at all malicious. That's right. what's the silly yes. of all that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But, but you know, people tell you to your blue in the face that, like, that stuff doesn't matter. But right. it, until it doesn't to you, it will. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It'll keep keep happening. I I find it helpful in those situations, like when when we because we don't fight over important things, we fight over croissants, yeah, and we yeah. fight over like not being heard or not being fair or something. And those things are so unimportant in the morning. Yeah, and yeah. it's good to just. I mean, we did it last night. We got in a we got in a silly tiff over. Um, me uh, making fun of his uh, decorator to a friend of his, <laughs> and he it bummed him out. Wow, how I, dare you make fun of my decorator? Well, and he makes fun of him all the time. He just I don't know. He just suddenly it's was my a little... decorator to make fun of. <laughs> well, his it's friend, like, you can make fun of my family. Only I can do that. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Well, like, and Raul's family. Yeah. Well, I was talking about like what a bad person his decorator is because he is. He's just like a bad person, and uh, is is he? I'll wrap him up in one little story. Like I, we told. Um, we told him that we were going to London for Christmas, mm-hmm. and his reaction was, "Ugh, London's dirty." Oh. I was like, "What? That's not." I don't like. We this didn't guy. ask you. We. Um, yeah. <laughs> ugh. Anyway, yeah, but his his. I was talking to his friend, and his friend yes ended by saying, "Like, yeah, he doesn't. His decorating isn't very good." And then Dan was like, "Mer." Oh. But it was all fine. 
Oh, good. So you that, story, had- that story about that terrible person, this just made me think of this. Um, I just worked on this. I just started my first commercial a couple weeks ago, which was nice. really cool. But it was with this fun company, and we there's this guy who's involved. I'm not going to try to give away any information about him. Who, no, this, this kid who like works through this company, or vis-a-vis this company. And they had done this other shoot where they had all these girls in who were in bikinis and stuff all day. And uh, the girls all went and got changed. And, you know, they came back out in the street clothes. They're like, bye, everybody. And this this kid comes up and goes, whoa, 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 you guys aren't done yet. She's like, oh, I thought we were wrapped. And that's why I changed. He's like, nope, right. you guys aren't done yet. She goes back in, puts her bikini on. He comes out, holds out his camera phone, <gasps> takes a photo with him and her you know, what? bikini. And he goes, okay, now you're done. Uh, what was her reaction? Like, she didn't, you know, whatever. She's like, yeah. you know, I mean, I'm getting paid to be in a bikini, so that's what I do. And right. Took off. But I just love that those guys exist. You know, like, he's this kid's 24 and, like, has that awesome audacity oh, to, like, hey, girl, go put your bikini back on for my photo. Yeah. Wow, it's just shocking. That guy's going to get hair plugs in 10 years. Yeah, that's probably. That. That's Something's going to happen to him. We had a friend like that when we first moved out, um, like one of our first friends in LA, who was just completely brazen with women who would like walk up in a club and slap them on the ass and they turn around and he'd just go, <laughs> and it worked like three out of four times. What? Cute guy, just irascible. And they're like, how dare you? And then they're kissing. Yeah. I mean, he just, he was that way with everybody. Like he'd go to auditions, like he, big name directors. Like I remember he went in to see Barry Sonnenfeld and Sonnenfeld said something about his clothes, so then he started ripping on Barry Sonnenfeld back to him. I'm like, how how dare you? Why would you do that? But then he right. did casting stuff. It's just like that weird thing that it's too. I think like in the case of of those women who are like giggling when they get slapped on the ass, or that director, it's it's just it's too difficult to accept like the truth of like being degraded. So it's like, ah, hilarious. We're best friends. Like your brain is like yeah. dealing <laughs> with the trauma. He's taking advantage of trauma victims. It's punch drunk. Doing. Yeah. yeah, he may as well. Be Kidnapping women and keeping keeping them in cages, and then but I'm, I'm that sure takes way guy. too long. <laughs> <laughs> the logistics alone. Um, so I I want to you have you brought your some some well, journals and letters and things. Well, yeah, I have, I am an extensive journaler and very thorough. Like you can see this massive book here. That's three years of my life, and like every page, look, it's like single space, all written out. It's in pretty tiny amazing. Scroll. So it's it's pretty. But the the one sad thing that I did, I just revealed to you, was I um, kept my breakup letters with a couple of my girlfriends, and I photocopied them so I could keep them. I don't know. <laughs> but this one this one I found today. This was my college girlfriend. We went we all all. Pretty much three years of college, I think, from no all four years from my freshman year up to, to my senior year. Oh man, we dated, and then she was a couple years older too. So she, she, um, she went away to grad school, and she would drive down to visit me. It was like a three-hour drive. She would keep coming back to see me. My last uh-huh. two years of college, and the terrible thing that I did was when I wanted to break up with her, I thought it was best if we did it in person. So she drove uh, all oh the way down God. to see me. Yeah, um, and. I broke up with her and she was irate. She was just like inconsolable. She yeah. threw me through a wall in our apartment, like pushed Whoa. me back and my butt went through the drywall. Wow. Just nuts. Yeah. What a hard butt you must have had. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. How did your butt go through the I don't wall? Know. Like I, 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 but you know, it was, it was, it was an effort of having to replaster my apartment uh, to get our deposit back. But I mean, oh what a jerky gosh. thing to do on my part. Like everyone's like, no, you should not have done that. That was the, you should have just done it on the phone instead of have her drive down. Though, devil's advocate. 
again, she probably would have been equally upset if you did it on the probably. phone. And she would say, well, why didn't we do this in person? Yeah, and it would have cost a lot less in drywall, though. True. Yeah. But then she drove home that night, too, and I felt really terrible. So I wrote her this letter, and it's and it's a four-page letter detailing, like, how special she was and all this stuff. And, oh, man. You know, that's why this is so hard, and I don't take for granted any of the experiences that we've had together. I never used you. How could I? All this is you saying this to her. Mm-hmm. There's all stuff I could see, yeah. Um, I'm like, you could see our future, but I couldn't even when I tried my hardest. Well, here, before we get to the letter, let's take a quick break. Yeah. Guys, it's the commercial. Finally. Um, This is that part of the show when those of you who listen to this show solely for the commercials uh, can finally exhale. Welcome. Welcome to heaven, guys. Um, first of all, uh, continued thanks to those of you who are donating to the show. Uh, I am uh, trying to get out my paintings and things as quickly as possible. If you have not received a painting yet, and most of you have already done this, but if you have not received a painting yet, please email me and tell me what you would like me to paint for you because it's happened several times over where I've been a little stuck with things. Um, It's a message to just a couple of people. So thank you everyone else for listening to that. If you would like a painting by yours truly or a postcard, uh, please go to the Feral Audio website. Brand new. Looks great. Click on This Feels Terrible and then click on the Donate Now button. If you donate $50, I will send you a painting. And if you donate $10, I will send you a handmade postcard. Um, and like I said, if you donate $50, please send me an email at thisfeelsterrible at gmail.com and let me know uh, what, you, what you'd like me to paint. Um, also, I mean, I do these commercials... And they are usually for the show or for Feral Audio. If you would like me to read one of your commercials, if you have a business uh, and you would like me to read a commercial for your fan business or your curtain company, or if you have pickles that you make into people called Pickle People Incorporated... I can uh, talk about your company on the webcast. On the webcast. I just said webcast, you guys. <laughs> uh, I just <laughs> misspoke. If you would like this monster pointing to myself to <laughs> read copy for your commercial, um, email this feels terrible at gmail.com. It's extremely affordable. Also, if you just want me to say a personal message, and I'd prefer this. Actually, if you want me to propose to your girlfriend, fingers crossed, or your boyfriend, or you want me to just say a poem you wrote, I'm for sale, you guys. <laughs> go, go, email me. I mean, within reason, but I mean, you know me. There's not a lot of reason. So email this feels terrible at gmail.com. Extremely affordable. Extremely affordable. Let's get back to the show. <laughs> Oh, so we were talking about uh, me breaking up with my college girlfriend for yes. four years. Yeah. So yeah. yeah so so I wrote she her, she drove to come and see you. Drove to see me. Had a fight. So then I wrote her. Yeah. This this four page letter, and I was just kind of giving a brief overview. It's like years ago, like maybe I'm the weakest person on earth and the biggest coward, and this will be my demise. Whoa. Whoa. Nice. Yeah. But we did for a really long time. You know, yeah. It's, it's no family stuff. So I mean, I guess I was pretty involved. But I'm how like, old are you? I was. Oh boy. I was probably. 
20 at this point. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Was this your, this must have been like your first major. Yeah. Oh, that's 21. So this is, this is like 19, 18 to like 21. Wow. So that's kind of big. That's big. Yeah. Yeah. Those are big, big formative. Yeah. Crazy years. So yeah. So then I read her this big four page letter about how special she is and how, uh, how amazing and how I won't regret it all and how I never used her. And, um, and then, it, and then she, I said, please know I'll always hold you in the highest regards, whatever else. I, I wish you all the best in the world. Love, Derek. And then, P.S., have a great birthday. You deserve it. Which <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, is like no. the worst thing you could put. Like, <laughs> you've just ruined her life. I'm sure she'll have a great birthday. She'll have oh, a really good man. time. Oh, what a jerk. What a jerk I was. Right, right, right. What, do, you, do you remember, like, like, was she not returning your calls? Like, do you remember why you wrote that letter? Yeah, I mean, I, I think, uh, yeah, I think the phone calls got pretty ugly. The whole thing with me all the time, like, again, like having to be right and stuff, too, in arguments, like not yeah. understanding when you're young. Like, I always thought I could talk her out of thinking or feeling anyway. Like, so I just talk and talk and talk. Like, one time mm-hmm. she jumped out of a car when we were <gasps> in a fight just because she was so, she just couldn't yeah. listen to it anymore. I totally get it. I'm actually, one of my brothers the same way. He's like, well, you know, with, with my ex-girlfriend, you know, I could always just kind of talk to convince her into thinking how I thought. I was like, right. oh my gosh. He's like, and I can't do this with a new girlfriend. I'm like, that's an affliction we all have, like, apparently, <laughs> in our family. Yeah, my... Uh, my my ex boyfriend, who you know, wrote me a letter that was almost identical to that, which is a bet at twenty nine. Yeah, and not at twenty. Some, some guilt there. Yeah, the, but those that which was the last thing that I wanted, and yeah. probably the last thing that she wanted was a letter that was saying like I. Here's I never meant to things he- about yes. you. Yeah. And, okay. and like, I, I, I hold you in the highest regard. Really? Well, then, if you did, then why did you break up with me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it, feels, it feels like it could... There's a level of regard. Your regard could be a little <laughs> yeah. bit higher. Yeah, yeah. Um, That's not the highest regard. No. <laughs> Clearly, there is no, a no. level above yes. break, ex-girlfriend. I think I have dropped in a regard yeah. level with you. Yeah. And then also, I never... Do, did you say in there, I never meant to hurt you? Oh, yeah. Right? Of course. Yeah. Of course. I mean, it probably said like 20 different ways. Yeah. yeah if you keep reading it. But, um, I mean, the, the, the well, I think so too. It's like those certain kind of people. Like, I, I, I grew up always being told, like, oh, Derek's such a good boy. He's a good boy. Mm-hmm. You know, he's a, he's a nice boy. Yeah. All that stuff. So when you aren't that, you feel like you're not yourself or you're not that yeah. kind of person. So it's kind of ingrained. Yeah. Like, it was really sweet for my mom to treat me that way growing up. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, like, I, I was never allowed to be a dick. Right. At some point, I'm like, yeah, well, well, Derek's a dick. I mean, that's just what he does. He's a dick. Because I have absolutely no capacity, even when you do something wrong. Yeah. Like, you know, when you get these fights, like, hey, I'm I'm absolutely not in the wrong because I didn't mean it maliciously. Right. I'm a good boy. Well, you know how kids, when they they find out, like, it's, it's, everyone can can uh, cite the moment when they realize that their parents were human. Yeah, yeah. I think there's also a big moment when you realize that you are also human or you are not necessarily like Derek is the good good boy because no. you are because you are are a good boy or you are a good person like I believe that people but are good the same people fuck up yes yeah yeah, yeah. it's so just it's having me a culpa like it, once you kind of learn to wear that like yeah or like I do bad things sometimes and yeah like that it's it's so uh, it's one of the things that I appreciate about my boyfriend and have learned from him is 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 just 
like when you break up with somebody, it is a it's when you're the person who's doing the breaking up, it's awful because you have to own absolutely. hurting somebody. Yeah, I would absolutely be rather be broken up with than break up with somebody. I, mean, I think that's a big question people ask all the time, right? Mm. Yeah, yeah. I my mm, was. Is it, I how, yeah. I mean, I I mean, they both. I think they have different. Uh, well, challenges. in the in the moment, in the moment. But I think I think long term though, it's it's better to be the person to do it because you know why you did it. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're a person who broke up with, like, there's residual things. Sometimes for years, you're like, why, why did why did that person do that to me? Like, right? They, they never really explained it, and the the, the excuses they did. They said, "Hold me in the highest regard," or whatever. It's like I it's I not feel real. the I, f- I feel the opposite. I feel like in the in the short term, it's well, no, I don't I don't feel the opposite. I think I just like across the board feel like it's they all suck. The, well, the, yeah, they all suck. <laughs> I mean, everybody's hurting. Everyone's in pain. I think it's difficult breaking up with somebody because you know you're hurting somebody. And also, you're the one making this tough decision. And you've probably been thinking about it for a long time. So there's all this like, am I I making the right choice? I don't know if I'm doing the right thing. Yeah. And then having to deal with somebody being like, well, what did I do wrong? But the, the devastating having this person you love tell you, I want you to leave. Yeah. Like, I don't. Our love was wrong. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, like, that's the trust. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's the thing that kind of lingers. Like, well, is my thing right? Or will, will I ever love again? Well, I, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's tricky. Well, and then there's all this and negotiating. Well, when, when I left, when I left LA, too, I thought I would never be in love again. I thought, like, well, yeah. I, 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 I had found the perfect match, I, you know, on paper. Like, everything mm-hmm. was the same. Like, this looked like you could not do any better than this. And yeah. I'm like, well, I'm gonna be single the rest of my life, and I'm yeah. fine with that. Like, I, I do, I do great single. Like, we're talking about best version of me is alone. Um, but you know, then that, that goes away. I mean, yeah. So it is, it is nice that our brains trick us, trick us into thinking that that the person that you are with is the most perfect person for you. And that's made true by your brain telling you that. But that's, you know, it's almost like I I know that when I went through my last breakup, definitely felt that way. Like, oh, well, I'm never going to meet anybody again because this is like I I assigned all my heart points to this person. (laughs) I gave them all my heart points. I have no more heart points left. What do I do? do? And then (laughs) when you meet somebody else, you're like, oh, no, this is kind of like a cool trick that your brain does. Yeah. And then all your, you know, your friends knew too, like that that yeah. person was terrible for you and, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah that's it your brain and your friends thing. could have a chat without you being in the room <laughs> yeah I'm trying to convince her that no no brain stop telling her <laughs> that he's perfect because he's not oh speaking of friends and brains I just I just t- my friend broke up with her boyfriend last week and I did not wait long enough to tell her how much Ooh. I hate him and yeah. don't like him. And she's still in the like, we could get back together stage. Oh, uh, well, they did over the oh, weekend. Oh, good, of course. Yeah, <laughs> so, and now so you're now like, out of the friend oh, group. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hey. <laughs> like, I already like set her up with something. Like, that's how much yeah. I didn't like her ex-boyfriend. I, tell my, I try to tell my siblings that, too. Like, say, Stop telling me all the terrible stuff about this relationship, like especially when it's early in its infancy. Like, Ooh, yeah, cause, cause I'm going to hate that person from 
now until yeah, it ends. Like, yeah. So stop. And especially too, like if they, you hate it my, so much, my get out of it. Love rallying my mom against whoever. Like, oh, and then this happened. My mom's like, well, of course, whose side she's gonna take? You know, right? Ours. Yeah. You know, she's a great mom that way. But then, but then, when, don't bring her over for Thanksgiving then, because my mom now hates that person. <laughs> oh, you know, you just no. you just built a fantastic case, which oh, I was really man. clever not to to do this time around. Like I I never espoused anything wrong or anything has gone in a relationship with my parents and it's been That's awesome because my mom and my wife have an amazing relationship they like exchange recipes and That's talk great. about crocheting and weird stuff like that so it's kind of nice yeah 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 so. Like my my family is always more on my boyfriend's side. <laughs> well, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> when my ex boyfriend went on a break with me, my dad was like, "That's a, I think that's a good idea." Like that's <laughs> oh my gosh! My dad told me too though. Last time he was here, he's like, "He's like, hey, you know, anything goes wrong, we're we're on Debbie's side." Thanks, thanks, Pop. Yeah. Well, I mean that that feels yeah, just supportive of your relationship. Yeah, it does. I was like, oh, thank God. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's crazy. So we've known each other a long time. Uh-huh. A good amount of time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, yeah. How old, like, six years? Six years, and then we—I I had, we, had you in a, a musical improv class. Yes, but I knew you before that. Yes, sort of from around the theater. Yes, yes, yeah. Okay. Um, and you thought I didn't like you. Oh really? Well, yeah, you I, told I have such me a that. bad memory. Yeah, yeah. probably. Hmm. Well, this was like when you and I started to become like friends for, in earnest. Like, right, right, a couple right, years right, later, right. Like, I always thought you hated me. I remember you saying that to me. I was like, really? Yeah, what, yeah, what, yeah. What, what made you think that? Yeah, it must have been. Yeah, it must have just been from around the theater. Well, because I mean, you you had been. I mean, you're you're old school. I O. You had been around uh, a long time, and I was a, a new. I was a fresh face. Yes, this is true. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, that's so funny. I can't. Yeah, I can't remember. I can't remember feeling that way. But that that rings true. Did were you aware of? Because this this came to light for me later. Just because now, as I know you as a friend, and like I've never asked anybody this, like that I had a reputation around the theater at all. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. <laughs> Wait, like like a um a. Oh yes, 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 yes. Okay. Sorry, and now I'm like, oh well, because I had heard about a fist fight that you got into. Oh right, right, right. Well, it never that never over came, a girl that never came to pass. Actually, yeah. Oh, okay. I, it should have been a fist fight, but it didn't happen. Oh, uh, yeah. I for, I heard from the other party that it was a <coughs> fist fight. Oh, okay. Was there yeah. like was there a, was there a general reputation though, or was it just of that incident? Um, trying to. I don't know what got to people. I don't know. You just never know. Like it's fantastically catty, like living in this microcosm of like yeah. the comedy world and what everybody says about each other. And well, I mean, I'm I'm. Uh, yeah, I say shitty things about myself all the time, but I'll pay myself a compliment. I don't. Um, I always make up my own opinions about oh, that's somebody. That's yeah, good. I think like if I if I had any negative feelings towards you, it would have only been because I thought that you didn't like me, yeah. not because. Oh, I don't even mean like negative. I just didn't know if I if there was something because like I know I know because no, I did, I dated a lot of girls at theater and you dated a lot of guys in, yeah. in the community too. So you build a <laughs> reputation that way. So I just didn't okay. know what kind of trickle or is down. This building up to you telling me that we have the same reputation. No. <laughs> No, yours is way worse. <laughs> Do I have a bad reputation? No, no. Well. Uh, no, but I did hear a story once where there was a game of I Never, and it was I I Never had made out with Derek Miller, and all these girls had stood up. And like some of them were very good friends with each other, and then oh, got in fights about it. Oh, but, I see. You know, kind of a thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, yes. 
Sorry, this is the most scattered way to answer your question. Yes, I do. I guess it's just because I think of you as this um, married guy I went to your wedding. I like so. I guess like any any thoughts that I had before of you being like, yeah, I guess you you were ladies' man. Yeah, I mean, which, which is yeah. hilarious too, because I was thinking about that in, in in our microcosm, where you get to a place though, like you know, where it's like, oh, you feel comfortable, and there's these people who kind of see you as in a certain light, where you can be mm-hmm. the cool guy for right. once in your life, and you you know start to kind of take advantage of that. Yeah, a little. Bit. Well, I mean, like you hinted out before, I'm the last person to judge somebody for um, yeah, getting I mean, around. Not, not even judgment. I'm just like looking at it as like just as a thing. It's just you know because it's easy. <laughs> right. Oh, you yeah. you just mean like the phenomena of like being able to be with all these different people. Right. Who you see all the time. Like school. Yeah. Yeah. And like some of that, like that's probably like some of my only regret. Like I wish I would have just kind of like been better, cooler with myself Mm -hmm. and not needed that Mm -hmm. attention or. Yeah, me too. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Ladies, gentlemen. Ladies, gentlemen. Yeah. Cool it it out there. (laughs) I moved to LA with a boyfriend. We broke up and then, yeah, just being in this performing at because you and I both perform at the same improv theaters and you see the same people all the time. And then there's also this opportunity to show off for different people, which you don't get in real life. No, no. You're, but you're doing you these shows. Uh, and what do they call it? Peacock, right? You can't peacock. Yeah. Or like you can't, you, there, you can't like, or as easily like organically peacock. Like everyone's doing these shows and they're like, okay, I'm knowing, I know that I'm getting up in front of Johnny and Daryl and, Herbert or whoever. Herbert's a hottie. Yeah. Um, and so I'm going to be really funny and then I'm, I'm going to be a tease and then we'll make out at this party. And then a year after I do this over and over again and I've, I've <laughs> <laughs> I, it will start becoming embarrassing because like, because guys will do that. Well, here's something interesting too. too. You, you've talked about jealousy on, on here before uh-huh. and you know, like having someone who's smooched on people and you're still in the community, you know, with, yeah. with which this all Even occurred. after all these smooches. After all these smoochers. <laughs> <laughs> this long list of smoochies. Um, but how is Dan with that? Because you talked about being jealous yeah. of him. Yeah, how yeah, how yeah. is he on, in terms of that with you? Oh, the interviewee has become the interviewer. Yeah. Um, he's fine with it. Um, with though, a modicum he, of hesitancy. Uh, he doesn't like it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think that he definitely... I, he's, he's, he's aware of it. I mean, when we... Our first date was right after... Or, like, the first time we hung out was right after I had slept with somebody and I was coming back from like feeling like pretty devastated about that Mm. and just unloaded it on him because we were getting brunch and it was just like as friends. (laughs) So then that, you know, leads to more questions. And like last year when we first started hanging out, I was still reeling from my breakup and was dealing with it by going out on a million dates. And I also love talking about that stuff. So, <laughs> right. Well, he, here you are. I mean, you have a yeah, show based yeah. around it. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it's very interesting. Um, well, I mean, yeah, but that, obviously that, it's not interesting to the person you're dating. Absolutely. He's aware of it. Like this, you know, like I, I, I know Deb won't listen to this ever because she just 
because she doesn't handle it really well. Right, right, you know? right. And I'm like, well, well, why do I want to come on this? Because I love, but there's something very cathartic about it. I'm not holding on to any of this stuff. Or yeah. And we've, I've learned from it all. I was, just saying, I, I was telling my dad on the drive over here, I'm like, hey, I'm going to do the show. He's like, you're not mentioning names, are you? I'm like, no, uh. not at all. Go, it's not that kind of a thing. He's like, well, what, what do you even have to say? He goes, everything worked out great. I'm like, well, that's that's it. Because it's just like this cautionary tale. Yeah. Or, or it's not, you know, it's just the tale that right. is. And it ends really nicely. And it, it does get better. And there is yeah. light at the end. For somebody who, you know, I sold everything and was leaving LA like a shell of a person thinking I'd never love again. And then boom, cut to a month later, you know, yeah. finding my wife. So, yeah. so I mean, th- th- I think there is something joyous in revisiting it in that, like, look, look at all the stuff I've overcome. Cause sure. whenever, whenever I tell stories, she gets really riled up and you know, she'll go quiet and then like, great. Why don't you know that great time that you lived in before? I'm like, <laughs> did you listen to the story? I was talking about how my roommate was a Coke addict and it was terrible yeah, and yeah. wanted to get in a fight with me. And no, I was like, you know, I was paying to see movies with pocket change, like, you know, right. getting all the quarters together to go see the cheap movie. I'm like, it wasn't a better time. I'm just telling you a story of like, here's this thing. Yeah. And it's like, isn't it interesting that? But yeah, there's that jealousy. Mm-hmm. Because the other thing is, too, she moved to a town where I have lots of exes. Sure. She has zero past here. I don't have to see yeah. any of her boyfriends ever. Yeah. I don't have to yeah. deal with any of that stuff. That's nice. So, yeah, it's really great on <laughs> my, my part. Yeah. Yeah, it's like when Dan went to my high school reunion. I was like, you're going to love it there because... I literally kissed new people in my high school ever. No yeah. one wanted to. Yeah. So you're going you're going into like a free open sound. Yep. Um but uh, yeah. So we have my yes. 20 year next year and Ooh. yeah, I'm old. Uh <laughs> but but Deb really wants to go. I'm like, "Why do you want to go? It'll be so boring." And she's she's like, oh, "Well, no, she's like, "Well, I want to be there as your young hot wife." Ooh. You know, like yeah. which is kind of cool cuz I you know, I was I was a nerd in high school and you know, so it is kind of like a conquering hero kind yeah. of moment. Like, yeah, here's my young hot wife yeah. <laughs> who's accompanying me. I felt that way with Dan. All the band geeks came up to me and they're like, uh, yeah. we know who your boyfriend is and we think it is very cool. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, was slowly shuffled away. That stuff's awesome. Deb was yeah. saying now too, like, you know, we were talking about, I was talking about my writing partner going to this party. I'm like, mm-hmm. you know, having the distraction. She, even Deb said to me, she's like, cause I, it's, it, I'm on billboards and stuff now, which is completely insane that right. that's happened. One was up next to my old place of work where I worked for five years, you know, where I used to bartend <laughs> and look out at that billboard and it's the big billboard board right next to the yeah. chateau where I used to bartend. So I'm like, I'm like, that's awesome. Like that's vindication in this town. So just offhandedly last week, she says to me, she's like, could you imagine if you were single now, what would it be like for you out there? Like when you go out and like meet people and stuff, I'm like, like in terms of like girls, like, could you imagine the damage you'd do? I'm like, yes, yes, <laughs> yes, wife, I do. <laughs> Uh, who, I mean, who knows? You know, everything's fleeting in this town, as we know, and everything's so ephemeral and goes away. But yeah. it's just fun in the moment to kind of, you know. Well, yeah. So yes. what we daydream about, and, and here's one of these things happening. So. Sure. But like like you said, like you get over that, or one gets over that as a fellow nerd in high school and then someone who got sex a little sexier later like you like that that conquer that need to conquer a ton of people yeah. and have like a certain number of people that are like ha- like I've, that are good looking that want to yeah yeah hang out with you i've rounded a corner where like no one takes notice of me anymore which is really like 
it was perplexing. Like there was a time where at least like people would smile back and stuff. But I've gotten to a place what? now where like, what are you nope. talking about? I'm serious. About? Like no, nobody ever now. Like I'm like, oh, oh no, no more. I'm like okay, I guess I've rounded that corner. Like, there's always a time where I could catch somebody's eye at the uh, grocery store, and like I thought well, I was like, maybe, oh, maybe, was maybe my- you're just like out of practice because you're married, and so you don't. That could have be it. You know, for a while way. I thought I was, I thought I was like, well, it's because of the, the my wedding ring, you know, right. My wedding band. So they, they, I think that's what they're saying. But then I'm like, well, maybe I'll just kind of obscure it and see if that makes a difference. Nope. So, but yeah, I think, you know, they're, 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 like, so everything happened at the right time <laughs> in terms of my stock. Wow. Yeah. Um, well, I don't think that's true. I think it's, it must be an energy. I also think it must just be in your head. Yeah. The thing too, like uh, with Deb too, like no one ever approaches her. She complains how nobody flirts with her, but she's really pretty. But I think she yeah. just puts up that thing like, I'm not, I won't talk to you. I have yeah. no reason to, yeah. you know, where she did before, like she, when she was single. So I think it right. is, there is a lot to be said for that. Like you just don't have that yeah. energy. Like I don't care. <laughs> I don't need it. Well, and I, I think once you're in this, uh, in this town for a while and you have this because you've been here for a while that like you don't have these like bright open eyes like you can tell when someone's first come to LA oh man and they are really excited by everything and it, because it is it's the most exciting thing in the world like you have you're following your dreams you're coming to LA and there are all these new people and all these exotic exotic people and opportunities so you you can just see that they're excited and like full of life absolutely yeah and not to say that that like you you and I aren't uh, excited. I mean, like your career couldn't be going better. I'm happy with my life right now, but I'm just like more, I don't need, nor do I have the heart space for like, you used all your heart points. I used all my heart points. (laughs) Yeah. Well, like I really love my friends. I feel like through, through the, um, through the theater and through other things, like I've met thousands of people and I'm really close friends with, Maybe like ten people, like or like my my. my that was, that was yeah. the best thing happening when I left town and was able to come back, like kind of have that slate clean kind of a thing. Right. Because I came back, I'm like, well, who's really important? Because you, like I said, you fill a you fill a space with all these other things right. to divert you from the miserableness of your career. Yeah. You know, well, I've got a million friends and I go to a million parties, and, you know, just yeah. Get, and then and then I came back off the ship. I'm like, well, who who called me while I was gone or emailed mm-hmm. me? Like three. Right. So it was really nice. And I came back and again, like less diversion. It's like, these are the three people who care. Yeah. And, and then I don't, the rest is just nothing. Yeah. It's who cares? Well, and I still love meeting new people. And I. Absolutely. I like, I, my, um, I'm friends with producer Dustin, who's a new friend. Hey. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> hey, new friend. <laughs> but what secrets do you hold? <laughs> but like Dustin, like Dustin and I spend so much time together because we do this show together, and I think mutually appreciate appreciate each other artistically. So like, I have room for that. Um, Absolutely, we we moved in. Our upstairs neighbors are like some of our best friends now. Like we do everything like on vacations with them. I can't. I don't oh, know wow. another couple that we've like gone away for a weekend with. You know, it's the only. And yeah. We just met them, so yeah. I mean, there's room. Yeah, but, but still, like it's there's this. The, I I think I think the reason why people are or you feel like you're not getting a certain energy is just because you are just more grounded and you're not. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, I grew up with this thing. My dad's an OBGYN, and I don't know how that factors into this at all, other than he's very comfortable around <laughs> Are you around just saying women. that you know pussy? Yeah. Like, my, <laughs> vis-a-vis just my father. <laughs> I am so Derek Miller knows savvy. pussy. Here. <laughs> yeah. uh, and <laughs> podcast. <laughs> podcast. Um, but no, like, he would give me a lot of books when I was a kid about, like, you know, about women and, like, his Dr. My Virgin still, like, things. And so, yeah. like, at the very young age, like, I was very attuned to, th- like, sex and gender and all that stuff and he'd point out women when we're on vacation he's like what do you think about her and oh. whatever else i'm like well she's a bit old for me he's like doesn't hurt to look oh no you know, that's like, terrible hearing that an OBGYN is, yeah, yeah, yeah. is doing that that's oh. awful i think it was like oh. you know it was a father-son share moment but he right you know he, yeah but he's still like you we, when i was growing <laughs> he t- up he pulls out forceps i bet he's like i bet i'd use the small ones yeah. on her it's like speculum yeah want, there, yeah oh, speculum yeah, right there you go uh, to make it creepier no but like he was the dad growing up like he was a really handsome guy it's like you know they did that snl sketch that mel gibson gynecologist thing from years uh-huh. ago on Saturday Night Live. but like we would go into the grocery stores and women would come up hey dr miller wow like, my dad's seen your bits and probably pulled the baby out of that's him. crazy yeah but always hey dr miller Wow, so handsome, Doctor Miller. Even even Deb's like, well, I know I'm in good hands. If you end up looking anything like your dad, it's like he still got it. Oh boy, Doctor Ron still got it. But like, yeah, at a young age, I was trained like, look at women, son. Look at them all. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Your your parents divorced, right? Yeah, they divorced when I was pretty young. Right. Okay. And then did your dad date? I think he did for a while. He was pretty cool about like not like being privy to that. One thing right mm-hmm. after they got divorced, my dad went and got the Knight Rider car. And he's the OBGYN. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Driving car. around in Knight Rider car. And oh then my god! The thing was like we had four kids. So, like you can't yeah. fit three kids in the back seat of the Knight Rider car. <laughs> like it made no sense. Oh my god! So there was that time where I like I was kind of aware that he was probably swinging single dude, and then he ended up marrying his high school sweetheart, who's my stepmom now. Okay. And I have, and they have two sisters from that, but uh, right. But yeah, but I mean, I remember that as a kid. I remember one time he bought me, a, we were on a flight together, just him and I, like, I think I was like 13 mm-hmm. and we get on the airplane and he slaps a playboy down on like the t- t- thing next to me. He's like, here, here you go to read on the plane. And there's a guy next to me in the plane. So I was like, uh. I, was, I was in the middle seat. I'm like, I can't read this. There's this guy next to me. I can't look at boobs. It was so uncomfortable. But yeah, so he was wow. very down with, uh, yeah. I wish there was a female uh, equivalent of that. Like every every guy I talk to has some some like Playboy on the plane moment something the moment dad. yeah. But moms well, aren't, like, moms aren't like it's like the, this, the, here's a dick daughter. Let me show you this. <laughs> yeah. well, don't you feel like the like, I feel that's probably true though. Like in Beverly Hills right now, it's that it's that mom having her third martini of the afternoon. Well, you want to know how to make a guy really happy, what? you know? Like, I, do, do you feel like- uh, maybe in a porn, <laughs> not in real life. You don't think so? The 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 mothers are like, I've got to tell you about a little thing called a, a blowjob. And also, I love that your thing is like how she's going to please the yeah. guy. It's about, like, see, exactly. There's this so is, no equivalent no, that you have no, to no. make it into like yeah, yeah. the male fantasy. Here's how you get a guy to give you the best. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, there's there's a dad and a 13-year-old boy. And the dad is saying like, son, I bet somewhere in Beverly Hills, there's a mom who's saying... Yeah. And that's yeah. that's their moment. And she's probably telling her daughter to do this, <laughs> when in actuality, <laughs> the, I think the I think the equivalent might be mother saying like, um, just want to let you know that if you have sex with somebody 
who doesn't really care about you and you give it away for free, then you're going to be a whore. Oh, yeah. Right, right, right. So just don't be a whore. And then and then that's cemented our kidding. whole chase. Oh. Well, thanks for being on the podcast. Thanks for having me on the podcast. Yeah. Good to see you. News buddy. Uh, that's the show, you guys. Uh, Derek Miller watch The Wedding Band also if you're in Los Angeles Derek's in uh, one of the best improvised shows in Los Angeles uh, the the improvised musical at iOS on Friday nights um, check that out it's amazing it's the most improvised it's, it's, it's the most improvised show ever no it's the most um, it's 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 the most impressive improvised show in LA Friday nights iOS. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Erin McGathy, please. Um, also, if you would like to say anything to me, please email me at thisfeelsterrible at gmail.com. I answer every single email. Uh, sometimes it takes me a while because I get distracted and I am not good at organizing my time or managing it. But I read every single email and I respond to them eventually. And that's all. You look great. Pros. Lowe's wants to help you keep working. That's why we're open for pro business hours 6 to 7 a.m. Monday through Saturday. You'll find the quantities you expect with dedicated pro associates and loaders to help you get what you need fast and load you up curbside. Now, more than ever, we know you need to win every single bid. You can count on Lowe's for special values on pro-trusted brands and savings when you buy in bulk. Save yourself a trip by shopping Lowe'sforpros.com, where we can ship thousands of items to your doorstep or to the job site. Lowe's is open and pro-ready.